explain. How angels differ from humans. We are not the same. Oh, oh, by the way, let's clarify right up front. You ready? We do not become angels when we die. I'm sorry. I know that bursts some of your bubbles out there, but I'm hoping you'll understand. You don't want to. You don't want to. Actually, if we were to become angels when we die, we'd have to take a step down. We're, we're much more valuable and much more important to God than that. It's true. So let's take a look at how angels differ from humans. Okay, first off, they are not children of God. Okay, and when I say that, don't misunderstand. That doesn't mean that, like, the, there's, there's references in the Old Testament. We even look, well, no, no, I take it back. We haven't seen it yet. Uh, where angels are called sons of God. That's not the same thing as a father-child relationship in the, in the New Covenant. All right? That's just like uh, something of creation that God created. He produced them. All right? But now, they are not children of God like we are. The Bible is incredibly clear. I mean, read Romans 8, <clears throat> Ephesians 1. We are actual adopted children of God. Let's just say, look, if uh, if I was sitting here and, uh, and somebody knocked at the door during during our study, somebody knocks at the door, and I go to the door and open up, and it's a family, a, husband, a mom and a dad and, and four kids. And uh, I say, well, yeah, can, can I help you? And well, we just moved to town, and we were just trying to get to know folks. And uh, I said, well, well, perfect. Come in. Look, I'm in the middle of a, of a, a Bible study right now with a group, and I'll, I want to introduce you to them. I said, well, that'd be great. So they walk in here, and here they are, mom and dad, four kids. <clears throat> and I say, uh, well, hey, why, don't you, why don't you introduce yourselves? And the guy says, well, okay, uh, my name is Bob, and this is my wife, Sally. And, uh, and these are our kids, Tim and Sharon, Sue and Bill. Oh, well, <laughs> Tim and Sharon are our kids. Sue and Bill are just adopted. Any chance that's going to make you uncomfortable? It's going to make me uncomfortable. I'm going to stop him and, and uh, have a little sit down. Okay, but you see, here's the thing. That's not going to happen. Why is that? You know, as well as I. Those two children there are just as much their children as the first two. Absolutely. You think that's not true? You try to, you try to tell an adopted parent, that their child is not there to try to take them. you got to fight on your hands. No, sir. No, sir. And we understand that. An adopted child is, is the same as a naturally born child. Okay, and they understood that too back in this culture that we're studying. And so it's clear that, that we are children of God. Actual adopted children. There's only one begotten of the Father, born of the Father, that's Jesus, okay? But adopted children, oh, it's got a bunch of them. And if you're a Christian, you're one of them, okay? Not angels. That is not the role that angels play. So first, they are, they are not children of God. Secondly, this is 
why, apparently, there's no adoption made available for them through Jesus. God doesn't adopt angels as his children. Okay? So, uh, that's, I mean, that's huge. You don't want to trade that. I guarantee you, whatever angels have and whatever they're, they're able to do, I guarantee you, well, you and I would not trade being actual children of God for whatever it is they have. Okay? Next point. Okay, they, they tie together. I get it. Okay? But because they're not children, next point is, they are not heirs of God. H-E-I-R-S. Heirs of God. They don't inherit what we inherit. And by the way, that I just you know casually mentioned Romans eight while ago. Um, I'm telling you, this is this is my favorite chapter in the whole Bible. And in it makes it really clear that because we are actually his children, you know what it says, our inheritance, we get what Jesus gets in heaven. Now, now not his authority, don't don't go crazy. But whatever's provided, whatever he gets in heaven, that's what we get. Why? How, how, is that, how is that possible? Because we're his children too. Wow. Wow. Okay, next in this little list of how uh, angels and humans are different, there's no redemption provided through Jesus' blood for angels. Now we know they can make mistakes and God deals with them, however... But it's not the same system. It's not the same setup. It's not the same process of redemption and cleansing that we have through the blood of, of Jesus. And, uh, and therefore, the last point on that list is, they are not indwelt by the Holy Spirit like we are. God in us. God takes up residence in us. Holy Spirit of God. The third member of the Godhead. He lives inside of the believers. So, next time somebody says something about us becoming angels in it, stop them and go, well, hey, let me tell you something. No, no, we've got it so much better than that. It's the truth. So much better than that. Now then, the last point in our study uh, it's a little, it's a little weird, okay. And I include it because it, it's, it's here. You need to see it. You need to be aware of it. And uh, I, I'm not even, I'm not going to tell you this is an absolute truth. Can't do it. No, no. There's different opinions about it. You may have heard all about it. You may know more about it than I do. But I just know it's interesting, and uh, and we need to take a look at it. And that is these beings called the Nephilim. The Nephilim. Okay? Turn your Bibles to Genesis chapter 6. Genesis chapter 6. This is pre-flood. It's before the flood of Noah. See how I'm doing on time. Alright. We're good. So, this is pre-flood. Alright? 
Now, let's look at verse 1. When men began to increase in number on the earth and daughters were born to them, the sons of God saw that the daughters of men were beautiful and they married any of them they chose. Now, that's, that's interesting phrasing. The sons of God saw that the daughters of men were beautiful and they married any of them they, any of them they chose. Then the Lord said, My spirit will not contend with man forever, for he's mortal. His days will be 120 years. God began limiting the length of, of lifespans. Verse 4. The Nephilim were on the earth in those days, and also afterward, when the sons of God went to the daughters of men and had children by them. They were the heroes of old, men of renown. The Nephilim were the offspring of these, like he calls them the sons of God, having children with the daughters of men. Okay, there is the, the proposal that these sons of God, which is a term used about three times in the Old Testament, each other time it's referring to angelic beings. That doesn't mean it has to be here, but anyway. The sons of God saw that the daughters of men were beautiful, married any of them they chose. They had children with them and produced these things called the Nephilim. It's interesting, in the King James, it doesn't have Nephilim in the text. It says there were giants on the earth in those days. It just describes the Nephilim. Hmm. So, some... Some believe that these, these sons of God were the fallen angels, the, one we, the ones we talked about when the war in heaven, Satan and his angels were cast to the earth. And they believe they, they went and bore children with human women. I know it sounds like a sci-fi movie. I think they've actually made a movie with it. But it's based on this, okay? And they produced these giants uh, a couple other times that they're referred to, one of them is when uh, Joshua and Caleb and the spies go into Canaan. You know, and they come back and say, they're giants. Uh, we're like grass, grasshoppers, Nephilim. Okay? True, false, I, I don't know. Honestly, I kind of lean that way. But here's the thing. The people that have a problem with this possibility, here's a problem we generally have, and that is, well, you're, you're just talking about, that's supernatural stuff. That's, that's supernatural. Hello? Everything about God is supernatural. You ever thought about it? Everything. So, honestly, I don't know what the, the facts are here. But it's interesting and worth your study. It's uh, There's a lot of information on it. You can look into it. There's... Sources outside of the of the scriptures of the Holy Scriptures that have some insight on it too that can prove quite interesting. So anyway, so I throw that out just so you know. All right, now I want to I want to conclude our whole study with a story. And this began years ago in Laredo, Texas. I was working in the oil field down there with my best friend at the time, and he came to me and he says, "Emily, he said I want you to I want you to see something. First, I want to tell you a story." I want you to take a look at something, okay? So he tells me a story how his aunt and uncle were on a little, little bitty private plane. Fly, they weren't piloting it. There was a pilot and the two of them. 
And they were flying from one city to another in Texas. And the plane takes off. Everything's fine until all, of a, then all of a sudden the weather starts turning really, really bad. Next thing you know, it is pitch black. This is daytime. But it is just pitch black in the sky. The plane is out of control. The pilot is screaming, I'm out of control. I don't think we're going to make it. And, and so his aunt was telling him the story. She said, I was just praying and crying. And, and then she said, all of a sudden the plane just levels out. It's still dark, but everything's smooth. And the pilot says, hang on, hang on, I've got control again. I know there's a landing strip not far from him. From here, I want to set it down and we can wait out the storm. They landed. Well, no, not yet. Sorry. And so, so now they go to. Well, now she's crying and praying Thanksgiving. She's so grateful. And the little window beside her, she looked out that window, and through the darkness of the sky, the sun broke through. It was just like a beam of light coming through, and it just took her breath away. And she just thought of it as a sign of the moment they were rescued. And so she took her old 35 millimeter camera and snapped the picture out the window. Didn't think anything else about it. So they land, everybody's fine, and life goes on. Well, sometime after, like, like we used to have to do, she took her film to the store to have them develop it. That You young people don't understand that. Anyway, when she went back to get her film, and she's looking through her pictures, she comes to that picture and she says, Oh my goodness, here's that picture that day out the window of the And something showed up in that picture. Something was in that picture to her. To her. And so my, my best friend is telling me the story. He goes, Emma, I've got that picture she took. I want to show it to you and tell me what you think. So he shows me the picture. I don't know. I don't know what to think about it. So, hang on. So, my best friend asked her if uh, he could make a copy, get the, the negatives. That's another thing young people will understand. And the negatives from her, pa- her picture packet to make a copy of it because he'd like to have one. And she said, uh, what? I don't know what you're talking about. So, she didn't have the negatives. So, my friend, I, I was in the room when he did it. He laid that picture on his dining room table, got his camera, a really nice camera, hooked it up to a tripod, took a picture of the picture... And had it developed and got some copies. And he gave me one. He gave me one. And so I had it. I stuck it somewhere. I didn't, I didn't think much about it after that. Till, till years, years later. I'd gone into ministry. I'd worked for several churches. And, uh, and I decided to do this study on, on angels. I just wanted to study angels. And while I was doing it, I thought about that picture. I found it. In my files. And I, what, I'm, I'm kind of blown away by it. Hang on, just hang on. And so I thought, you know what, I'd like to have it enlarged. So I took it down to Bob's Bob sale, camera and video in Monroe. And I laid it on the counter with a guy. I said, I'd like to have that enlarged to like maybe an 11 by 14. I was going to hang it on the wall. She said, okay, hang on a second. She, she left the room, came back, and she goes, now I don't know how they know this stuff. She goes, this is a picture of a picture, isn't it? I went, wow, yeah, as a matter of fact, it is. She said, well, that's what Bob said. And he said that it, it won't work. It won't hold together. If you try to enlarge it, you won't be able to tell anything, distinguish anything about it. I thought, no, really? And I thought, I said, you know what? Let's try it anyway. Just try it anyway. 
I'm going to pay for it, so you don't have to worry about it. She said, okay, it's not going to work. I said, all right, make me 11 by 14. So she took it. Got the call that it was ready. Came back in, and I picked it up. I can't, right at this point in time, I can't find the original 3 by 5 uh, Yeah, I've got it somewhere. Can't find it. We just moved, and it's lost in the stuff. I know I have it, but it's lost somewhere. But I do have the enlargement. See, you were afraid you weren't going to get to see it. Now look, let me say this first. I've shown this to folks. Some people see nothing. Absolutely nothing. Because I know this. Clouds clouds can produce all kinds of, of images. So what's in this picture is the glow of the sun in the midst of a dark, dark storm and clouds. So maybe that's all it is. Here's the picture. Try to get the glare off of it. And you may see nothing. I've had people say that. But on the other hand, I've had a lot more folks see something. Well, what is it? I don't know. So I fired up about it. I looked, framed it. Hung it on the wall. That's chapter one of this story. There's three chapters. Chapter two. I got an email. Sitting right there in my, this is my classroom at OCS. Got an email and there's a story about a guy flying in a little plane on the coast, on the coast, on the border of the United States and Canada. And he got a bad storm, lost control of his plane, praying to the Lord, and his plane, he got control of his plane again, and a glow in the sky showed up, and he takes a picture. And when he develops the pictures, here's what it was, and it was identical to that. Well, to me, this lost a lot of credibility. I, I, you know, I'm thinking, what is my friend's Anna Cougar? So I take the picture off my wall. I put it away somewhere. Now I was kind of embarrassed because it seemed uh, a little fraudulent after this. I, I mean, exact same. So anyway, that's chapter two. Chapter three. I was teaching an adult class at church on Sunday mornings. And uh, I decided I was going to share this information about angels. So I go through the angel study, and I thought about the picture, and I thought, you know what? I'm going to at least tell them the story, show them the picture, tell them that I've gotten that email, so this may be totally bogus. So I tell them, I show them the picture, and there was an older woman in the in the class that she just looked shocked, more so than normal. And so after the class, she came right up to me. I didn't have any idea. And she goes, Tommy? I said, yeah, she goes, I've seen that. I said, well, yeah, you know, I got an email. She goes, no, no, no. And a picture I took. And I said, you did what? She goes, I was at the graveside of my husband. And I brought flowers. And, and I stepped back and I took a picture of the scene. And when I had the picture developed, that was in the background, in the sky. She said, I'll bring it tonight and show you. She brought it, showed me, identical. Got it back out. I'll get back on my wall. <laughs> okay, y'all, I, I, I don't know what this is, if anything. But what I believe we've got to try to understand is, 
Why would that be so unusual if it was something? God is here. God is working. And one of the ways He uses to work in your life and in my life is with angels. It's obvious to me. I hope, I hope this study has given you some, some insight that will, will empower you, that will encourage you in all the ways that we see them working. And know, and know that God is ministering to you through these ministering spirits he calls angels. Good night, guys.